For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. Uh, it's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick once again. I apologize if you hear any noise in the background. I'm stuck in the happiest city in the world in Orlando, and apparently there's no business center in our hotel, even though it's a somewhat nice place, and they decided to power wash right by where I am right now. So apologies for that, but let's get into the end of the season. Tony, you predicted it. A loss to the Bengals started off house of fire looked like we had some energy going into halftime and then we pulled the browns in the second half what are your thoughts on we'll start with the cincinnati game before we get into any of the freddie kitchens news and the like what do well, you think it, you know as as predicted and, and it's really you know the reason we're going to get to the second half of this conversation the the, the team as we noted last week, um, you know, as we were prepping for this game, th this team is completely lost. Um, there, there's no, there's no um, veteran presence in the locker room. There's really no veteran presence in the coaching. Um, you, you know, it's 
it's a rudderless ship. And uh, it's sad because when you look at the amount of talent uh, that we have on this team, uh, we should be doing a lot better than we are. Um, defensively, I'm not even sure what the problem is defensively um, because we just have not looked good. And we have made, um, I want to say average running backs. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think we probably owe... Cincinnati a little bit more than that, but uh, I mean, we made them look better than they should have been, and um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's what about? <laughs> it was just awful, but but it was awful. But I, I think what was worse than the performance was the fact that we expected the performance, and and that's you know that's just not good. That's unacceptable. What yeah. about the fact that Nick Chubb loses the rushing title? Right, oh. Derrick Henry goes for 211 yeah. yards. I mean, they were just feeding him the rock. I, I mean, and that was a must-win game for them. But they recognized that, hey, maybe this is how we're going to win this game. They gave him the ball 32 times on Sunday. And Nick Chubb loses the rushing title. The only thing we could have maybe hung our hats on this whole season, and, and we lose it. But, you know, for, for Nick Chubb, I don't really find myself feeling too bad for players that often. I mean, they're played well. Um, Nick, um, certainly while he was limited, we, we've mentioned this week to week, we, he was limited with his opportunities um, to perform. I, I mean, I, I genuinely had just a sinking feeling in my stomach when I heard um, the news that he didn't get the, the rushing title. I, I mean, he's the one guy, as we said going into this game, that that has showed up every single week. I mean, he he never he never gives less than a hundred percent, and it's just it's unfortunate for him that he had to play for you know a coach as incompetent. And like I said, man, it sounds awful to use that word, but but as incompetent as Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Kitchens just failed to use him um, appropriately, and and that cost him the rushing title. I, I mean, he, I don't know. His carries in the last five weeks, he had 16, 15, 17, 15, and 13. And that last one, the 13 carries... It was literally against the worst rushing defense in the NFL. You're going against the worst rushing defense in the NFL with the then leading rusher in the NFL, and you choose to rush him 13 times. That's that's good coaching, right? I mean, it's it's crazy. Do what's not expected. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. On the other so, hand, on the well, other hand, uh, if you want to look at a good coach and. You know, a reason why there's a team in the playoffs. Anthony Henry, uh, you know, his last five weeks, as opposed to 16, 15, 17, 15, and 13, rushes 19, 26, 18, 21, and 32 times. And that, that's what a coach who knows his personnel and crafts his offense um, off of that, that that's, those are the numbers that their running back gets. And, and it's sad. It's, it's, you know, that's basic stuff. I mean, basic stuff. I have the best rusher yeah. in the NFL. You have the best. Uh, you have the worst rushing defense in the NFL. No one should be guessing what we're doing. I mean, yeah. but however, we find ourselves 
questioning why we would run the ball 13 times with Nick Chubb. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see Derrick Henry go up against the Patriots uh, and have the Browns sitting at home. But we're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcast. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. So, Tony, there's not really much else to say about the Bengals game. It was, as advertised, the Browns doing what the Browns do. And they followed it up Sunday night, Monday morning, with the firing of Freddie Kitchens. And while I think from a coaching standpoint, good decision, it's never great to see somebody lose their job. I don't think Freddie Kitchens was a bad person. I just think he was in a bad spot, as you said, and we've said several times, just was unqualified for this role. What are the next steps for this team now that Freddie Kitchens is out the door? Well, you know, unfortunately um, for us, from what I'm hearing, um, the, the choice that we have chose to pursue, and once again, this is this is the Browns, doing Browns things is uh, Josh McDaniels. I'm hearing that that's the, that's the guy that they want, but unfortunately he's a guy that's in the playoffs that's, um, you know, we can interview him, but we can't, you know, really do anything until the playoffs are over. And meanwhile, all these other coaches that are available, and we, I think we've already got a couple that it, it sounds like they're, they're close to locking up deals. Um, they're starting to get jobs, and I, I feel like we're going to lock in on a guy who who has already in the past come to interview with us and turned us down. Um, he's accepted jobs before and turned them down, and uh, you know whether or not he's the right thing. I um, I've begun to refer to him as Eric Mangini 2.0. Um, <laughs> I mean, that it, it, it sounds like we may be pushing all in in that direction, and I don't know if that's true or not. Of course, you know. The, uh, the Browns are keeping their cards kind of uh, close to the vest, but um, I just don't see I don't I don't see a coach out there right now that's going to help us. Uh, Ron Rivera is the one guy that I thought would, would be the best fit for us, and of course he's choosing it sounds like to go with the Washington Redskins rather than he, you know even give us an opportunity to. Uh, but but why to, why even McDaniel's right? How many Belichick offshoots do we need to go with before we decide this thing doesn't work, right? I mean, you had the band genius, you had Cornell. Like, do we need to go? Is the third time the charm? Well, is that I, what we're hoping for? I, I can tell you exactly why we're going with, with Josh McDaniels because the, 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 and this goes back to what I've been saying all year. We, we, the blame has been falling squarely on Freddie Kitchens. It's the entire top of the organization that has created this. Freddie Kitchens. I mean, come on! You, you could, if if you hadn't hired Freddie Kitchens, you, you know, probably your best option was Greg Williams, and and even with Greg Williams, is Greg Williams really a head coach? Um, you, you know that you want that you want, and I go back to when this, you know, the Haslam's um, took over this team. You know, they, they were bannering about all. You know, they brought in Joe Banner and all these names of all these Andy Reeds coming, their best friends. Um, 
you, you know, hey, we're, we're going to go get uh, Gruden. He's, oh, we're best friends. They know us. We Oh, we know Peyton Manning. You know, we paid for his college or however the hell that went down. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. Where are any of those people? They, they threw all those names out of there. You know, here's all the people we're bringing in. And who do we bring in? I mean, we brought in Mike Patton, Hugh Jackson, and Freddie Kitchens. Now, now when you're throwing around names like John Gruden and, and you know, Andy Reid and, and Mike McCarthy, how do you end up with those three names? I mean, cause I, I, can't, I, I can't imagine that anyone that follows football closely puts Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, John Gruden, Cower, oh, yeah, oh, and Mike Pettin, um, and, and Hugh Jackson, and Freddie Kitchens. I, who, who lumps all those people together? I mean, that is... That that's is, a pretty similar group. Yeah, I mean, that's the environment that we... The toxic environment that we've created. Now you fired your second coach. This is the second time you fired a coach who's gotten in less than 12 months before they were fired. Who's coming to that organization? I mean, hell, this is how yeah. bad it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we can make fun of Freddie Kitchens, but the, the environment is so bad that they had to offer Freddie Kitchens a five-year deal to get him to even sign on here. This guy, for the next four years, is getting head coaching money, and he's not even going to be here. So if you had to offer Freddie Kitchens five years, how much? what are you going to have to offer Urban Meyer, like 30% of the team? I mean, come on. Well, that's a, that's a pipe dream anyway, and I, I don't even know if I'd want Urban Meyer, right? I mean, well, no, well, he's he's close. He's close to the Haslam's. He's a close personal coaching friend. in college and yeah. coaching in the pros, as as, as you know, multiple uh, iterations have shown, is is not the easiest of transitions. And I don't even know realistically who they should go after because the problem is, is any of the guys who have had coaching experience obviously are going to have their flaws. And I think the fan base, and realistically they should be, is fed up with these neophyte head coaches with no head coaching experience, right? No. And don't give me the Hugh Jackson went 8-8 eight eight in Oakland, right? Okay, great. You know, one season. You know, let's settle down, everybody. You know, we need to hire somebody. And I don't know who it's going to be, and I don't even know who I want it to be. So at least in that part, I will – side with the Haslam's on almost anything to a certain extent is if they're clueless because I think everybody else is clueless because there's not a great candidate really out there well right now you know I I, I mean I think that at least with some at least with some head coaching experience I think you know if you're gonna go the route you know of not having a lot of head coaching experience I like Robert Sala but that's that's my personal opinion, and it, and I don't know who else I'm I'm really going for. And people will be pissed because it's a defensive head coach, and and we got it. You know, hey, we got this young offense. Hey, you know what? Hire some good coordinators, and that's your job as the head coach, right? To put the right pieces in place. So I don't care what the specialty of the head coach is, as long as they know how to run an organization. And and so I don't know, Tony. Well, you know, the, the one name that they throw around, that, that has been thrown around, that makes me laugh the hardest, is the Lincoln Riley. Um, because, we, I mean, we literally are getting rid of a coach who was hired 
solely based on the fact that he had an amazing relationship with our quarterback who has proven over the course of this year to, I don't want to say he's a bust, I'm not ready for that, but I certainly do not believe that he is an elite quarterback. Um, I mean, there's just too many too many questions that, that haven't been answered after two full seasons with this kid. But to go all in on Lincoln Riley based on your quarterback just goes to the fact that his name's even thrown out there um, just goes to show you really, like I said, where this organization's at. Because um, we're going to go well, all... Also, isn't that what you just did? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, did, I mean, that's what you just did by hiring Freddie Kitchens. And, yeah. and that worked out really well, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I, I feel like to, to some degree, I um, that the organization is set up to not really be able to learn from their, their mistakes because one, um, they're incompetent, but two, uh, they've gotten rid of everybody that can tell them otherwise. I mean, when I mention the Eric Mangini 2.0 and I laugh a little bit about it, hell, well, hell, there's nobody left in that building to even explain to them um, why the Mangini thing failed. You, you know, uh, th- there's no one in the building to let them. You know, let them in on the past mistakes and why they were mistakes, which is crazy um, when you think about it. I, I mean, so the, they'll just go ahead and they'll make the, the same mistake and, and then, you know, hell, three, probably three years. I think if you, you hired Josh McDaniels, it would be a three, four years before we'd be back here talking about this again. But um, I think I, it'd be that long. Wow. I think so. I, I mean, just because they're probably going to have to give him more time than Freddie Kitchens. I mean, Freddie Kitchens, you know, like I said, he, he's a, he's the patsy, right? I mean, you can just oh, he's an all shucks hillbilly, and we had to get rid of him, blah blah blah, and you know, which you know, to me, I, I laugh when I hear that stuff because it's you know, you hired the guy. I mean, <laughs> he's he's all shucks hillbilly that that you sat down across the table from, listened to him for a half hour and and or or more, and decided that this was your choice. I mean, I've watched. I could watch three of his press conferences, you know, post-game press conferences this year, and within five to ten minutes of each one of those press conferences, I, w- I, I know that this isn't a guy that I would put in charge of a team if I owned one. So if you sat there for three hours and had dinner with him, and it, hell, he was in the building already, had already hired him for something else, if, if, if the people who decided he was the head, you know, head coach material... Are still making choices, I I'm, I'd be very concerned about that, because clearly they weren't able to. This guy had a neon "I'm not a head coach" sign on his <laughs> goddamn head, and and they um they they hired him. They you know they promoted him. Yeah. So yeah. all right. So we've ruled out just looking at this quickly, right? Ron Rivera's. I mean, going to Washington. It seems yeah. like a done deal if it's not already right. I haven't checked the highlights this morning. Uh, Urban Meyer, I, uh, not happening. Lincoln Riley, not happening. At least hopefully, right? Yeah. So, I'm a Salah guy. I don't know if... Are you a Mike McCarthy guy? No, absolutely not. I, I, I think... So, it, who... I, you know, that's the thing. I don't... I, and, and I guess we got to wait a little bit and see if there's going to be some more dominoes that fall. I mean, are there going to be some offense and defensive coordinators that are let go? Um, you, you know, you got some of these coaches that have been fired, um, you, you know, yeah. elsewhere. Who on their staff is gone? Who on their staff? So, I mean, you know, like I said, you're going to have to wait that out. And I know it's not the answer. You know, our fans, it would be great if we had this, you know, 
great candidate that was just dying to come to Cleveland available that we could uh, we could lean on. But I I just don't think there is anyone right now out there that's worth taking a look at. And, and, and even if there is, are they are they willing to come here? Like I said, you, I, you know, I, well, Rivera yeah, didn't but, even I mean, consider that's the thing. Like, Yeah, but we talked about it, I mean, even with the Freddie thing. It's like most of these guys, right, the reason you're in this business is because you think you're the guy that can do that thing, right? Yeah, it's going to have to be the right opportunity to a certain extent, but for some of these guys, how many shots at this apple are you going to get? So are you going to turn down one? So it may cost the organization in terms of dollar amount, but I think if you're going after a guy, especially if it's going to be a guy who's a first-time head coach, which, again, it, I don't necessarily mind that, but you, it better be a guy that's had multiple years as a coordinator. None of this, hey, he was one year as an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, and now all of a sudden he's the head coach. Got to have a couple years under your belt in the coordinator role. Or, or a half I, year as a running backs coach? I mean, does that count? <laughs> well, hey, you know, it was a half year as a running backs coach and a half year as an offensive coordinator. So, oh. you know, split the difference, right? I don't know, Tony. I don't know. It's it's a rough transition here. They're going to unfortunately drag it out because they're going to have to if they're thinking they're going to keep McDaniels in the mix. And even maybe that's their trump card, right, is, is to get a better deal out of somebody else is to pretend like they're going to hire McDaniels. And that might even be actually the first smart thing the organization has done in a few years is to use that as leverage to get a better deal for a – a different head coach. Yeah, you know the the one thing, and, and this is something that I'm I'm pretty sure none of our fans, you know, even consider is, you know, the one thing that's a little heartbreaking for me is the fact that, and this is the reason why, if you if you're to look at the big, you know, get back, look at the big picture, the reason why this organization is where it is, you bring in a guy like Freddie Kitchens, you, okay, so you've already made a major mistake, okay. But, hey, you, you know, you, you went all in on the guy. Well, then what happens is Freddie gets the opportunity to kind of mold the building, you, you know, the way he wants it to be molded. Um, I know several people personally inside that building that they became one of the dominoes that fell. You know, Freddie was hired, and he decided he didn't like this, he didn't like that, gets rid of this person, that person. A lot of quality people ended up losing their job like a lot of quality competent people lost their jobs behind the scenes people as a result of this team going all in on someone who was completely incompetent and now less than a year later that person's gone and not only is he gone but all these other people all the you know these these pieces of the foundation of the organization because the head coach is up at the top you know, the little people that come in every day and, you know, shovel the sidewalk or, you know, sort the mail or do any of that stuff. You know, the, those people, they're doing the day in and day out work that people don't see, a lot of people don't appreciate. But it's the reason why an organization is successful. I mean, you have to have those things. Those pieces have to be, you know, in place and being taken care of in order for an, an, organization, an organization to be successful. And when a guy like Freddie comes in, and, you know, we get this all shucks, he's a nice guy, and then he just starts, you know, molding the place into what he wants it to be, and as a result gets rid of all these people. 
now now you've got an organization that okay you got rid of Freddie, but he, there's all these people left behind that he brought in and replaced, and not all of them are going to go away, and not all of them are bad people, but some of them that they're Freddie Kitchen you know prototypes right, they're 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 his people, and then so then the next person comes in, they're going to do the same thing, and you know hopefully they're here a little bit longer, but but if they're not. They leave all these bad people behind, and and, and I I've always used the um, the analogy, you know, if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon and you see the layers of sediment, you know, that form these different colors and, and different rows of rocks. That's what you've got right now with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you don't have an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like like the uh, you know the the Patriots, where, where you've had this consistency for a twenty thirty year period of time where it's the same people and they, we've transitioned it's the same traditions like we're not creating traditions you, you, you know it we have traditions you know with the browns i feel like yeah. we we've spent the last 20 years just throwing stuff at the wall trying to see what sticks and 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 as a result you've got a team that every sunday looks like it's just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks yeah. and it's unfortunate, and and when they talk about creating a culture, I, I mean that's that's something that needs to be looked at. The head coach is going to be an important hire, but they got to get that building right. That building is such a disaster right now, uh, as far as having those just fractured pieces of if, of fallen regimes. I know they they never like to use the word regime, but that's what it is. You've got a fractured pile. Of castaways from all these various regimes, and you need to find somebody that can unify all those pieces, not just on the field, because the, the unfortunately for this team, the problems go far beyond the field. Um, you've got to get that all right, and that's why I say when you're reaching out to these, you know, these Lincoln Rileys, guys like that, they come on, what experience do they have? When you're working at a university, I mean, you just handle the football team. That's all you do, really. I mean, the other stuff is handled by the university. Um, I don't know if yeah. I don't know if someone young and inexperienced can handle the tidal wave of just muck that's going to have to be waded through in order to get this thing right. Because um, I don't see anybody coming. Well, but in I here think, and, but that's why they brought in Holmgren deal. right years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, I think. I mean, that was the thing is he was supposed to be that that elder statesman to come in and do this, and it. It's it's terrifying to see that not even a guy like that can wade through this. Yeah. Well, and and that's a tough part. And another part is, and, and we've talked about it. This is the only organization I know of in sport that has a rich championship tradition that completely ignores it. I mean, completely and utterly ignores that they have eight championships well they're not super bowls well you know what football was played long before the super bowl era so how about you talk about hey some of the positive times yes obviously you have to deal with the present but how about somewhat acknowledging the past and giving the fans at least something to cling to I mean, every single ownership group since they came back in 99 has completely and utterly forgot about the past, which makes you think, why did we even decide to keep the name? What was the point of doing all of that if you're going to completely and totally ignore it? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it is. Well, and, and, you know, I've got friends who, um, you know, are, are alumni of, of not only 
not only the Browns but other teams, you know, and, and at one point, you know, we used to hear stories about people, you know, they would say, hey, man, you know, I played, you know, seven years with the Lions. I only played one year with the Browns, and I get treated like an alumni more by the Browns and the Lions or Dolphins or whatever. And, and you know, with this year with the um, team or with the league celebrating the 100th anniversary, it's, it's kind of reversed. You know, I'm hearing people now, they're like, Jesus, you know, I play, played eight years with the Browns and one year with, you know, or two years with the Dolphins and, and the Dolphins treat me like more than an alumni. And you hate hearing that, but that's, like I said, that's, we, we've, you know, those things, you can't ignore those things. Um, and I think certainly too, you know, we say when we're in the building, you know, if, if I've got a job, like, let's say, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the custodian, right? You know, I got to do my job the best uh, to the best of my ability, so that everyone else doesn't, ha- you know, they don't focus on those things. They're not coming in worried why wasn't my trash uh, empty? Why wasn't the floor? And, and then, you know, if, if so, if everybody's looking at their job as if it's the most important job, then the whole organization kind of lifts itself up. And, and that's really what you you need is somebody who's going to come in, and from the ground up, they are going to have a genuine concern and, and a. a you know, a genuine love for all the people in the building. And they, and I, like I said, I don't know if that special person's out there. I don't know if they exist. Um, and if they do, I don't know if, they, if they're willing to climb this mountain. Because it's going to be whoever comes in here, let's make no bones about it, whoever comes in here, they're coming into just a pile of talent, but a, a pile of questions that's twice as high as that pile of talent. Um you know, because who, who knows? Like I said, we, we're, as we go into the off season here, who knows who's even going to be on this team? You know, if we bring in a new coach, they might look at a guy like, you know, Jarvis Landry and say, I don't like what he does. I, I, I hopefully we don't see that. But, but you, you know, if, <laughs> I can't imagine you'd hire a guy that doesn't like what Jarvis Landry does. Yeah, but. <laughs> but, you know, who knows? I, I mean, or, or maybe not so much what he does on the field, but maybe the attitude. I mean, you want to bring in somebody to shake up this place. When I look at Odell Beckham, I don't know what was going. You know, that's the other thing. I don't know what was going on with this guy. Was was he playing with a sports her, uh, you know hernia that was so devastating that he probably shouldn't have even been walking? Uh, okay, well then maybe that would explain his salty attitude on the sideline. I get that, but but if he just, you know, if he's just the type of guy who's just going to demand that everyone listen to what he says no matter what, if you're a coach that's trying to clean this up, that might be one of the first guys you get rid of. And, you know, and unfortunately, yeah. he's one of the most talented guys. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see who they're able to um, get to come in. Um, I, th- I think the hard part is getting someone to come in because that's the other thing. You, you When you let coaches go, I know after they let Chudzinski go, you know, when you talk about bringing in a – he's a perfect example of a young coach who was smart enough to hire amazing coordinators – you know, veteran coordinators, a lot of people, I always tip my hat to Chud because he brought in people who, um, sometimes people will bring in people less than them to be the coordinators because they're afraid that if things start going south, those coordinators will be coming after their job, you know, a la Hugh Jackson two years ago. Um, But uh, he was smart enough to bring those people in and let them do their job and kind of learn, um, you know, from them, learn from their mistakes. You're going to need to have somebody that's that's willing to do that. And once again, I, I the, the words out when Chudzinski got let go, all those veteran coordinators, those amazing coaches, first thing they did was 
go out and talk to other coaches and tell them, hey, this place is not somewhere you want to go. And that's the other hard thing we're up against. I mean, you have people that are out there. Think of all the coaches they've fired in just the last five years. Every one of those coaches that was let go, you don't think they go to these, you know, these combines or senior day or, you know, and talk about just how bad of a place it is to work? I mean, you've, you've, got, yeah. you've got to find somebody. Maybe that's why it's good to go to the college ranks. Maybe those people haven't heard the news. Um, but but <laughs> I, I don't know. They're in a, they're in a, it, it'll be amazing to see who they get, and I hope it's the right person. I know a lot of times when we talk, even on here, about you know our thoughts, people think you're, you're being negative, which I, I always laugh at that. Like, if you're not with us when we're 0-16, don't. Oh, you know, God, give me a break. Yeah, no, you don't. No, nobody, nobody should be with this organization. I mean, yeah. come on. We all know fandom is a factor of birth, right? It's yeah. happenstance of birth for ninety nine percent of people. If you were born in Baltimore, you'd be a Ravens fan. If you'd born in Pittsburgh, you'd be a Steelers fan. If you're born in Cincinnati, you'd be a Bengals fan. So don't give me that BS. It's you know, and people are. Oh my God, you can't say that. Yes, I said it. All right. All right, so we got to wrap up here. It seems like the hotel is firing up every single generator and power tool they could possibly employ. So we'll get back to it, Tony. We'll discuss as a head coach is announced. So, folks, again, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And that wraps a 6-10 season. For our Browns. Yeah, and I'll just leave you guys with this. I mean, remember, uh, every time the Browns fire a coach, uh, be sure to change the uh, air filter in your furnace um, and, and the uh, batteries <laughs> in your smoke detectors. Um, you know, that's the way it works. Easy, hey, I'm just, easiest I'm just way to happy remember. the city of Berea is going to be getting the extra tax revenue. <laughs> yeah, for the next five years. We're good. Yeah, fund my public schools. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.